The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And there's screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who goes this town tonight. Hey, welcome to the Kwame Lasso Sports Talk. It is a Thursday, Thursday, Friday, if you know what I mean. I was about to ask the question anyway. Is it Friday yet? But it's, it's not bad. It doesn't feel bad at all. We're in Arizona. We're a live show. we got a great weather. I'm not golfing today. Alex Clancy's in the studio. Here's the number if you want to join the show. You know it moves fast. 888-346-9144. Alex Clancy, welcome to the show as always. Thank you. Coming in late. He's, you usually beat me here. You're usually outside doing what you do, but you usually beat me here. Uh, but I'm, I'm here in rare form. Yeah, as always. As always, you are. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about. Yes. We did leave you off uh, Tuesday. What the uh, we was we spoke upon the uh, SP ten sixty two. Then Alex posed a question, which was a good question. Didn't catch me off guard, but we was running out of time. We actually were. We run out of time. Uh, do want to talk about some um, drafting draft positions? The Suns, the Suns lose to Utah. I can't believe how that happened. Want to get to said. that? This is what I yeah. said. This is the time. Yeah, the, the Phoenix Suns played the uh, Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz is the worst shooting team in the league. I think their record is 21-36 and 36 or something like that. Um, but they lose to the Utah Jazz. And the midst of making a push for an eighth seed or even just getting to the playoff, maybe the seventh seed, how do you lose to a team like that? And I, and I go back to how you beat teams like Indiana. I know it was early in the season. I do, I do count for injuries and those things. I do count that, you know, guys get injuries some nights. And I've always said this, shooters have their touch. If they hot, they hot. That's why we can, on a college level, you watch the guys from North Carolina who has to play Syracuse, well, that brings them out of, out of the um, that zone defense. You watch uh, Virginia who has a hot shooter, they have to play Syracuse. Virginia number one in ACC, well, that brings Syracuse who's probably have a better team out of that zone and that that fares well for Virginia. How does the Phoenix Suns lose to the Utah Jazz, who's the worst shooting team in the national the association, I should call it, um, especially in the midst of making a run for a playoff spot? And I thought I've always said that that uh, Jeff Hornacek was, did, was doing a great job. I still believe he's doing a good jo- great job, but there's only so much can, a coach can do. When you got your leaders on the field, somebody has to take over. And I always say this that they are player away. And I didn't think it was Powell saw long term, but even though he's hurt. Palcasol uh, for the remaining of the season, and we'll see how that go. But I don't think the Lakers letting him go. They need one more guy. They need that guy. Uh, Rogers got hurt. He he didn't play, um, and, and the shooting was off. You cannot count on one guy for shooting. These are not the days of the Chicago Bulls when there was one guy, and then Scotty Pippen came along. They became two guys, and then the rest guys were role players. This is the association where there's two or three all stars on on any given team right now. So the Suns are a player away from being 
consistently, I should say, would say, in the playoff. But how, again, do you lose a game to the Utah Jazz, who's the worst shooting team in the association in the midst of making a playoff run, Alex? Yeah, well, I mean, let's start with, with when they they lost to Minnesota 110-101 a couple days ago, right. and they gave up 35 points in the fourth quarter. They were up the whole game. They were up going into the fourth quarter, and those games are the games that you can't lose. And I said that after the show on Monday. You did? That, that you have to, or Tuesday, that... You must win these games. These are games that will that you, not only will get you jockeying for position for a better playoff spot, but will show your, yourselves, your coach, and the fans that, that you're legit. And they've been playing on house money all year, and this is everybody's saying that they're the biggest surprise of the NBA. Surprises don't win championships. Surprises don't get you to where you want to go. And, and I'm not and, a moral victory type guy. No, either. well, I mean, I, I think in the NBA – Especially moral victories are huge in the NFL because there there are fewer games playing and like you know I, I, we talked about Tampa Bay like uh, against who was it? against Seattle they were up three that would have been a moral victory for them when they were up twenty one three I understand that the NBA there are so many games and every game matters more, uh, as much as the one before and the one after but they're just under magnifying glass towards the end of the season see here's what I here's what I well here's how I approach games like if I if I was if I had 82 games uh, in a season and being a part of those games, I think the first game is just as important, not so much for the end result, but to build the team, to have a consistent winning team or have a, or, or, bring, or build that, that camaraderie of the five or to eight guys who's going to be in rotation. I think those first few games is, is what that's for. So they are important. You've got to approach them that way. But I don't like when teams get down to this final moment where we are now in the, in the association in the season where every game is important now and it's a position place. When you put yourself or don't put yourself in position, now you have to count on other teams controlling their des- your, your destiny and you don't have any control of that. Now you have to count on winning out of, what is there, 24 more games left? You've got to count on winning 20 of those games Um so that's why you got to start off fast, and, and that's why teams and coaches and players everywhere starts fast and finish strong. They know those words by heart like they know their first and last name. You start fast and you finish strong. You find a way to win those games that you're supposed to win. You have to beat, if you're the Phoenix Suns, the Utah Jazz. No, no, I, I agree. I mean, Dragic was out, yes. Uh, going to Utah is always a tough place to go with altitude, and just Utah still has that has that Jerry Sloan mentality in that in that um, in that arena. Even though he got run out by a guy that's no longer on the team, Darren Williams. Um, Phoenix started they started fast, they started strong, um, not necessarily in the beginning, but then I mean through the first quarter of the season they were they had one of the best records in the NBA, which is crazy. Now that's just what's kind of floated them to this point, and if they finish in the eighth seed or don't make the playoffs, this now would look like a disappointing season because now they actually have expectations in Phoenix. Like it's the season's so long that it goes through goes through so many different thought processes, uh, so many different situations where especially now you're looked at to succeed. You have to succeed now. You gotta make the playoffs. And seventeen now, points, though you you you're losing the game. You losing oh, games, and they now. were down by more than that, right? But you're losing games by seventeen points. If you're going to lose the game, let it be a final shot, yeah. especially at this point. Um, and they did start a fight. That's why it's so much buzz and so much talk about the Phoenix Suns and Jeff Hornacek as the coach, who I still miss. Think that he's doing a pretty good job, a great job over there. Um, but so, but you have to have more than one shooter. So guys, I have to step up. 
You have to step up. Honus said, and this is, and I said this on the last show, the Goran Dragic. This is when it's time for him to become the leader that everybody wants him to be. And I don't, and, I, and the altitude. You talk about the altitude in Utah after the break, which I thought would kill them because their first game was in Denver. So I don't. The altitude was nothing. If you can, after a break, not going through that full uh, strenuous practice that you normally go through, uh, coming off a break, some of these guys were at the All Star game. Some of these guys. Uh, was in the All-Star game of festivities, I should say. But you come back off of that, off a break, and you go to Denver and you win. So uh, right there, I thought it was important, or they showed the importance that we want to keep making a run to get in a position, even sixth or seventh. Seventh would have, sixth or seventh, seventh or eighth is not good at all. Seventh, not with the team and not with the expectations, but getting in is getting in. Anything can happen. If you, Like I said, if you're hot, you're hot. If you're a shooter, but when you got to play against some of the best Oklahoma City Thunder, you got to play against Utah. I mean, not Utah, but I'm sorry, San Antonio Spurs. You make that road, that climb a lot h- harder than it should be. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you're looking at Dallas, who was it, it was on the nine seed, eight seed when Phoenix was on their run in the you know the sixth seed, teetering on the fifth. Now uh, Dallas has won eight of nine. So now the veteran teams are the ones that understand and win games. I understand that that Dirk hit a lucky shot against against the uh, the Knicks a couple nights back. But they're winning games that they should win. They're win- this team shouldn't even be in the playoffs right now. But with Dirk, with with the coach there, with Rick Carlisle, I think Rick Carlisle, and um, it is yeah, and uh, and Monte Ellis. I mean, they have they have a good mix of young and veteran, and all Phoenix is is young. And now Gordon Dragic, it's time. And I'm going to continue to say this, and I've said this. He needs to step up. He has expectations now for him to perform. And they have the Pelicans coming in on Friday. And it's going to be an ESPN game. It's an 8.30 game. And if they don't win this game, I understand there's 23 games in the season left. Done. 25. Well, I mean, now the wind will be completely out of the sails. Are they three There'll games out of No, they're, they're in the 8 seed right now. Okay. They're two games out of the 6 seed. They're not going to catch Houston because Houston's five, five and a half games ahead. And Houston's starting to surge. So you're, you're pretty much the top four, top four, top five teams are set it doesn't matter it, with with regards to what order. I'm not sure yet. Houston but, surged their way to a loss last yeah. night against uh, the Clippers. Oh, well, they were on a roll, but it just didn't. You know, especially off um, off uh, Harden, James Harden coming off a huge night. Uh, then I think he only had like 17 points or something like that. I say only 17 points, but you talking about a guy who can shoot shoot the gym out. Yeah. Uh, last night that was an interesting game. I watched I watched the majority of this game. Um, you saw Blake Griffin dribbling around like he was part of the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> you saw these things where you know it, it's you, fine. Houston had a down night from from that huge route from the route that they uh, that they that they stuck it to the other team a couple days ago. Um, but it, with Chris Paul dribbling the ball as much as he does, and that's one of the things that bothered me that he the 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 game becomes stagnant when he dribbles the ball around like crazy and with regards to like you know Steve Nash used to d- demand the ball a lot but he would always be looking for the open guy always be not necessarily looking to break down his defender but just trying to find the open man and Chris Paul is it, there's something up with him and he, and he doesn't he it, he's, he's I, I'm t- I'll tell you what's up with him Beverly who was guarding him all night um huge defensive guy was second gr- year guy yeah second year guy but self made if you will uh, the guys coming from up the ladder didn't get, not don't have the draft status that these guys have. What's wrong with Chris Paul is is they when you become a superstar you feel like you can't be touched. And I'm like, well, you playing basketball? It's not tennis where no one is going to touch you physically. When you become a superstar or these guys that become superstars, 
Some of them feel like they can't be touched, so they're looking for every call. Now they're not playing basketball. They're worrying about why am I not, why am I not getting that call? And it kind of looked like that yesterday. And I know he's coming off a, I think uh, Chris Paul is coming off a shoulder injury, but. You have to play defense. I became a fan of Beverly last year when he was guarding Westbrook, and that was not a cheap shot that he gave Westbrook that put him out and got him surgery uh, last year. That was aggressive defense that you would want anybody. If that guy was on your team, you wouldn't say a word because you got to go against him. Now you call him. You, you may want to say he's borderline dirty, which I didn't see any of that. Uh, I became a fan of that guy last year. But Chris Paul, um, he comes in and just – to me, it's just that superstar status, like, why am I not getting these calls or nobody can touch me? But what I did like at the end of the game when I saw Beverly and Chris Paul, they went into each other. That, that I'm a huge fan of when I see those things. We hate each other on the, on the court, on the field, on the diamond. But after the game, you know, we respected one another. I'm a huge fan of that. But they, they end up losing. Um, but wouldn't you say real quick that, that um, he's getting better? Who? That, uh, what, we were talking about dribbling around all, all – um, all day, like the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh, you talking about Blake Griffin? He's getting better. Yeah, I mean, you know, I watched, I saw him make a couple great passes yesterday that I that I didn't think he had in. I seen him more aggressive. Not in- yeah, uh, but the thing is, <laughs> when it gets down to it, the fifteen footers that go in in the first quarter don't go in in the third and fourth quarter. Free throws don't go in when they need to. Yeah, the shots get so shorter. The risk it. The rips. The risk not popping as much as so is getting shorter, and then they try to guide the ball. Yeah. So, uh, having said all that. Your leader, Chris Paul, hasn't won anything in his whole life. He's, he's still, he's still, look, no, no, in, in, uh, in the NBA, I should say. He's, I mean, he's like a Tracy McGrady, but, but he's so good during the regular season when he plays, and he's always out either six weeks or two months of the season. I don't know when he's going to start being held accountable, and I thought about that a lot last night. Let's take a quick break. Kwame Sports Talk, Alex Clancy, we'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Hi, I'm Ed Krell, CEO of Destination Maternity. We proudly support the March of Dimes' work to reduce the rate of premature birth. The numbers have gone down in the past five years, but still, nearly half a million babies are born too soon in the United States each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs to help more moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit marchofdimes.com. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
Welcome back to the Kwame Lashman Sports Talk. 888-346-9144. Alex Clancy in the studio. It is a Thursday. We are live again. Uh, before we move on, we were talking about the uh, the uh, Phoenix Suns. Uh, we're going to get into a little bit more of that in the NBA before we move into the SB 1062. I want to thank um, Bernard uh, Garnier. Garnier, I should. When I say Garnier, Bernard Garnier, over the, he's a head of the food, beverage, and golf sales management. Met with him yesterday in Tucson. Um, great guy, great guy. This guy met him about three or four years ago. We did a tournament out there, uh, and the uh, NFL alumni is about to do another tournament. I think I want to do the Kwame Lasseter Foundation event out there. But he took care of me, and I, I want to think I'm special in a way. The way he took care of me. But if you know who the guy is, I mean, I'm thinking he'd treat everybody he meets like that. Uh, but it was a great meeting with him yesterday. We about to get this jumping off a golf event. Um, Got to do more, some more networking down in uh, Tucson. But it was great. So thanks, uh, Bernard uh, Garnier, food, beverage, golf sales manager over at the Hilton Tucson El Conquistador uh, Country Club. He gave me a free round of golf too. Uh, I guess it was free. Somebody had to pay for it. Nothing's free, but somebody had to pay for it. Um, but I only played 10 holes, and I had a good time. Just want to get that out. You was finishing up on the uh, – uh, you was talking about the Clippers, actually, but we were we was uh, talking. We started this off with the Phoenix Suns. If you're going to make a push, your two games – this is interesting because uh, I thought they were in eighth place and trying – I guess they are trying to keep that spot. But they are two games out of six, which would be good. Two games out of six, and you talk about Memphis uh, on their heels. They're only half game back. Half now. game back, and Memphis plays defense. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Memphis might have won that they game. They beat the Lakers. They beat the Lakers 108 to 103. Yeah, they were up the whole game. That, that yeah. it was not a. Well, the Lakers wasn't are, as close as that. Well, according to you, the Lakers are doing what they're supposed to be doing right yeah. now. It's losing. Woo! Who wants to lose? Huge. Um, <laughs> Boston beat the Atlanta 115 104. Philadelphia finally went lose again. Um, to Orlando, one hundred one ninety. Any other games with significance is Oklahoma lose. That's that third straight loss. Yeah, third straight home loss. One hundred four to one fourteen. Okay, third straight home loss. One hundred four to one thirteen. Now, this is why I have a problem with uh, who's I, who's I'm a huge fan of. Russell Westbrook. No, uh, I don't have a problem with uh, <laughs> Russell. What you're not going to win a championship without Russell Westbrook. Oklahoma City Thunder. Watch. Yes, Oklahoma they will. Oklahoma City Thunder <laughs> is not going to win a championship without Russell. They should have kept James Harden, but you can't pay. It's a business. You can't pay. If you thought you would need some defense or Sergey Ibaka. You think they should have kept Serge Ibaka or, the, or James Harden? That's what it was. It was one I of the know. two. That's what I'm saying. Between those two, I would have kept James Harden because I got Westbrook. Who's going? Nobody in the league can stop him from driving to the basketball. Guy's still quick as light, and he's been that way from day one. Uh, you got a seven-foot... <laughs> You got a seven foot point guard, um, and, and um, Kevin um, Durant, Durant, and James Harden who can shoot anywhere on the court. What you have, how do you stop that? You don't have to play defense if you can run and shoot. There wasn't enough basketball for all three of them. It was, and it was coming apparent. It was becoming no, apparent. there wasn't enough money for all three of them. It's enough basketball for those guys because. The, pr- the problem with Westbrook is he don't know when you got a hot hand. He don't know to keep giving to you. He feels like he can score to it, which he can, but he feels like, well, I'm going to take the shots. If you're a point guard, which I think he is, you pass the ball to the hot guy all the time, and that goes to Kevin Durant first. James Harden second would have been James Harden second. How do you lose what both of those guys are not going to be off? But since he's been back from uh, knee surgery or just the scope or the complications of the surgery, 
they lost three games. Yeah, they're a completely different team. It's a different team because court. I think Durant is taking a sidestep to this guy. He's he's yeah, I, it just yeah, looks yeah. like it. it yeah, just well, like, he has ever since they came into the league. It's ever your team, the Kevin Durant. You don't get it. I know you want to be the nice guy. But nice guys don't always finish first. They don't always finish first. And you can be the nice guy, but when you're talking about a business and us in this business and the main goal is to win a a, a championship, this is my team. Yeah, they have all like Reggie Jackson who took who took Russell Westbrook's spot when he was out. He's a scoring guy too. Yeah. So I mean it's it's difficult it's difficult to win when you have when you don't have a true point guard on your team. Russell Westbrook is not a true point guard. Derek Fisher is the only true point guard on that team and he's thirty eight years old. The one thing that's he's gonna help them serviceable, the one thing that's gonna help them in the playoffs is now he's officially a part of the Thunder. Like uh when 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 the Thunder brought him in, I think it was a year and a half ago, he wasn't really part of the team. Last year he was still kinda you know, he was, he was still, still a Laker. Laker. He, he was, was still, still a Laker. above them. Well yeah, and that then, wasn't his that wasn't his demeanor, but it was just like I'm Derek Fisher, I was with the Lakers. I and him. now you need and I've said this and I'm talking when we talked about the Suns, you need veteran leadership. And my line is, you're not just a veteran because you've been in the league for seven years. You're a veteran when you win. And that's the, that's the thing that Derek Fisher brings that's invaluable to Oklahoma City. And hopefully he can get through. If Derek Fisher can't get through to Russell Westbrook, nobody will be able to. Derek Fisher is the most upstanding player, one of the most upstanding players, NBA history. And he's won a lot of championships. He's made some of the biggest shots in playoff history. So... You know, maybe maybe Westbrook will actually listen to somebody that's almost he, double his age. And that, to me, is a veteran. If you were, if you take a guy, and I totally agree with you on this part, you're not a veteran to a team because you've been in the league for 10, 15 years. It's what those guys and how those guys respond to you. If you can talk to those guys and those guys still listen, if you can command or you can still or you still serviceable like a Derek Fisher is. I think he should be the point guard and move uh, Brook to Westbrook over to the number two. But he has to, Westbrook has to learn that if I need you at the one position, you have to play that. You have to play it and get a distributed ball because he can take anybody off the dribble. He can take them off the dribble at any time he want. He's that quick. You watch he and Kyrie Irving go at it last night. It was like a playground basketball. But you forgot about Kevin Durant, who's your team, who is the team. There's You cannot find any successful team who don't know who their team leader is. You cannot find one. Everyone knows the team leader. Even though you got two and three superstars up there, all-stars, all-pros, you know who those guys are. On the, on the Oklahoma City Thunder, who I keep thinking they're going to vie for a position, I think they'll get past San Antonio Spurs. But now you rather want San Antonio your Spurs to play the uh, Miami Heat if it comes down to the Miami Heat being that team, or in Indianapolis, Indiana Pacers to be that team out of the out of the East, because I don't think that Westbrook is going to uh, allow. I think they're going to win a championship at some point. You know, I, I really believe you're not going to win one without him. But he's have to he has to learn. Uh, grow a tad bit more to say this is Kevin Durant's team. I am still a superstar. I am yeah. still that if, guy. If he was going to do it, he would have done it two years ago, and he hasn't done it, so he's know. not going to do it. I don't know about that because he's they, not, can, they will not win a championship with Russell, Russell Westbrook as the point guard and mm. Kevin Durant as the swingman. They won't. No, Kevin, unless he has unless he, unless he has a spiritual awakening and realizes that he's detrimental he to his team. Awakening. I think he he's detrimental to, to his team. He's detrimental to the team because I think he just shoots too much. I think, well, I think he shoots at the wrong time because he, the guy is no shooting he, too much was right. He, no, he shoots shooting at too the much wrong was right. Time. He took more shots than Durant did last night. You can't shoot too much if you the guy. You one of the guys. You one of the you the big three of your Oklahoma City Thunder team. You one of the big three, and and who we call the big three? Kevin Durant, Michael West. I mean Westbrook. Michael Westbrook. <laughs> I said Michael Westbrook. See you, Buffaloes, baby. Yeah, we. Uh, yeah, I know. We used to, we got we used to fight all the time. Um, <laughs> 
Westbrook and um, Sergey Ibaka. Yeah. I think that's your big three. But I think who can control all that is the uh, Derek Fisher. Derek Fisher is that he's still that veteran guy that we spoke upon that that commands the everyone's attention, their ear. They listen to him because he's been there. How you not? How do you have a guy on your team who what he has five NBA championships? who has five NBA championships, still in the lead, not as quick as he was, but still as deadly as he could be, smart, uh, knows the game of basketball inside and out. How you have a guy on your team and don't listen to him? Yeah. I'm and not, I don't, and I don't, I'm not I don't saying, see yeah. Westbrook listening to him well, at I'm all. I'm not saying that that's even his position. I'm saying that that, that it should be. It is his position. That's got to be Brooks, position. It's got to be. You don't, you, you don't, you can cut him any time, but why would you cut a guy who can get you over the edge? After Miami went to the championship the first time with LeBron their first year, they, and they lost, to Dallas. The next year, they bring in a bunch of veterans. They bring in a bunch of guys to fill holes, to make shots. They brought in Mike Miller. I think Shane Battier they brought in that year. And you have guys that that, that are the glue. You don't have just the stars and role, and role players. You have guys that are kind of in the middle. Oklahoma City doesn't really have any of those guys. They have Nick Collison down low, but he's not really... He's serviceable. He's not, he's not a veteran. He hasn't won anything. And you have Westbrook and Durant going nuts. You have Reggie Jackson, Serge Ibaka. All these guys... They've been to the championship uh, game before. They've been to the championship series before, mm-hmm. but they haven't. They haven't learned enough about it yet. And when the Miami brought those guys in, they've won two in a row, and they're, they're probably going to win again this year. And San Antonio, you have these guys that just come in. They're between role players and stars. They're the kind of guys that are, they're in the middle. That have been in the league for a while. That but, but that are, they can they can do a certain thing really well. Mike Miller and and well, who's no, no longer with Miami, but Mike Miller, Shane Battier, Shane bad. Battier hit a bunch of huge threes in the finals and in the playoffs because he plays the right way and he knows his role. and And the and the guys love him on that team. And Ray Allen obviously was the best one the second year or the third year because you know he hit, he hit the shot that San Antonio should have won that championship for those who don't remember. And Ray Allen hit that shot in the corner to to kind of put the the I, series on its head. I remember that. I remember that he uh Ray Allen is that shooter though. That's that's Jesus Shuttlesworth. That that's Ray Allen. Ray Allen does that. He's been doing that since he left Connecticut. Yeah. He that's the reason why well, Ray one of the best things when he let, he, well, he was in Minnesota, right? Mm-mm. Where was he uh, first? Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Oh, Milwaukee, then Seattle, then What's the Boston. Difference? It's the same thing. Minnesota, oh, Milwaukee. You're right. Seattle, Sorry, Boston. my apologies. But not Boston. Milwaukee, Minnesota. But not Got Boston. I, yeah. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, that's the place. But Boston, when he came, I was glad he went to Boston. Way. I like to see those type of guys who, like Kevin Love, I would like to see him get a championship because he's been, he, he's been in purgatory. He'll be a Laker. Don't he, worry. He's probably going to be a son. He's not going to be. He's probably be a Phoenix son. Okay, but you, I like to see those guys at some point win a championship. I like to see Kevin Durant. How can you be the best shooter, one of the best shooters in the world, not the country in the world, and not win a championship? Because you got to. I want to call Westbrook an idiot, but you got a guy who don't understand, <laughs> who doesn't understand. I mean, he can't be an idiot if he's in the NBA. The guy's a, a genius enough That's to not get true. there. Talk to Jaron Smith. True. I I'll, I'll take that back. Thank you. But you um. You you one of the best in the world, and you, and you telling me you can't make that work or find the right coach because you look at the the coach for the uh, Miami That's Heat. Interesting. He he's gonna have some. He might have some heat at some point, even though they're okay. But look they're... look look who's look at Pat Riley. I still think he's the coach of Miami Heat. Yeah, I still think you, you got Sproles over there. This is the head coach who's put his time. on. He came from a ball boy to a head coach. Two thumbs up, good for him. You, you worked your way up. You deserve that. Because he watched film so much, so he understands the game. He was breaking down film for these guys. Went from a ball board to the film. You cannot tell me you're never going to learn anything out of basketball from watching film for 10 years. Then you get on the tutelage of Pat Riley and those guys. I, for, for his first two or three years, 
Pat Riley was really was the coach sitting behind the bench. But Charles learned the game, took um, learned the game from the sideline position, and these guys are winning. And some points I saw the mom. He I don't know if they respect him or not, but that guy. He 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 gets in there and they have to do what he. Yeah, has they to respect say. him now because they've got winning three straight championships. Because he knows what he's talking. And you got to get lucky as a coach. He got to. You, know, yeah, exactly. you got to get lucky. It's yeah. all about timing with that. But um, but for Oklahoma City Thunder, not to they're gonna be looking for a coach if they don't win with that team they got and they had they got rid of James Harden. If you don't win with those three guys, something's not right. There's nothing. I'm not saying the West, uh, that conference, the West is not hard. I, I know it is, but that was that's what make it good. The hardness, the you you beating teams who. Who's always you think who's always going to be there like the San Antonio Spurs? You got to go through them. Memphis at one point was all defense, and they gave you they gave you problems when you showed up to play against them. You have to beat those teams, and then when you get to the top, it makes it that much better because you look at the role you travel. Yeah, and I, I don't think either of those guys are going to retire in Oklahoma City Thunder, Durant or or Russell Westbrook. On that note, we'll take a quick break. Quam Lasso Sports Talk. Alex Clancy. We'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Hi, I'm Ed Krell, CEO of Destination Maternity. We proudly support the March of Dimes work to reduce the rate of premature birth. The numbers have gone down in the past five years, but still, nearly half a million babies are born too soon in the United States each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs to help more moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit MarchofDimes.com. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Formula Life Sports Talk. We are live. It is Thursday, Thursday, Friday. Alex Clancy in the studio, 888-346-9144. Alex said something real crazy, or he said something before we went to break. Kevin Durant. And Russell Westbrook, and Russell neither Westbrook will retire as would a Thunder. Not retire. Neither one of them no. would not retire. And I can understand that because of what free agency is. If you yeah. can't pay well, him. I mean, with two. But it'd be crazy for the, for the um, who was then the Seattle Supersonics. It'd be crazy for the Oklahoma City Thunder to let uh, Kevin Durant go. Yeah, you, you, you would want somebody. Who would be the first guy to retire or, or go into the Hall of Fame as an Oklahoma City I Thunder? I don't know. It would be, have to be. 
it don't have to be, but it would make sense if it's Kevin Durant. You got to find a way to keep him there. But at the same time, and you got to put people around him so this guy can win, at least get in these championship games consistently. Now, when that happened, a Kevin Durant or Russell Westbrook, more so Kevin Durant, leave. Is the Oklahoma City Thunder organization and fans going to go crazy and burn his jerseys up like they did mine? No. Like they, why, why not? What's the difference between those two guys? He didn't grow up there. That, that, city, that city just got a team five years ago or whatever. Cleveland just got a team. They've never, they was never good. No, 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 no. There was no the, inception, the inception of the Oklahoma City Thunder is only five years old. Right. They've only been that. a franchise for that. I so know that doesn't, you can't, you can't. And this is all karma. I said Says this you. Here. This is karma for the Oklahoma City investors moving the Sonics out of Seattle. This is going to be karma. They're never going to, they're not going to win with these guys. Kevin Durant probably, I think he has like six years, five years left on his deal. If, if they do two years more and they don't win, he's gone. I think either he's gone or Westbrook's gone. And if he's if Westbrook leaves, Durant might stay. The Baltimore Ravens have two championships. They left in the middle of the night to get to Baltimore. Yeah? The karma. What, what are you talking about? You, you're just hoping it's karma for those guys uh, for leaving Seattle. The Baltimore yeah. Ravens left overnight and yeah. got two championships. So you're thinking it's just you want, you want it to be karma because they left? Well, it should be karma for everybody. It should be common for the Baltimore Ravens. They left in the middle of the night. It's a figure of speech that they it, haven't won yet. Well, I don't think they're going to win. That was Baltimore. Now look at them. I, I think they're going to win. I think you got to put yeah, them in the Yeah, they literally got away with murder. So that, that's how they won one of them, in theory. Uh, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly got away with murder. Nah, it happens. It's just like the tuck rule. Oh, it happens. Just like the yeah, tuck you're right. It, just, it happens. I know, the tuck yeah. rule. That made no sense to me. The tuck <laughs> rule. Really? How tuck. many fatalities were there in the tuck rule play? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Man, no, I, I think... Um, if you it, you be crazy, you be crazy if you the Oklahoma City owners to let Kevin Durant leave there or not put people around him to win championship. And that's why I, I asked the question: Are they gonna go crazy? I don't care if they're interception for five years. No. But by the time he leave, it'll be probably ten years. So it'll be ten years interception. Will they? And LeBron only was there for what five years? Yeah, but he grew up in Akron. He's, I don't he's care. a Cleveland he grew up kid. In Akron? Who cares? He grew up in Akron. They, they would start fixed the in, draft so they up. could get the number one overall pick. They needed it. They needed that uh, number one pick. Uh, it's, sometimes it happens. If uh, if the Lakers but, get the number one overall pick this year, I'm I will be people sure. Are so stupid. I will be sure that 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 draft thing is fixed. People are so, <laughs> people are so, to bring the Lakers back to relevance. Number one, yeah. People are so stupid that <laughs> LeBron James can go and you burn his jersey, but you never look at the organization saying, well, you didn't put anybody around him. He was that good that you thought he could do it on his own. And we were hoping, I was hoping that one guy, Michael Jordan again, can. Michael Jordan didn't even win it on his own, but one guy in Cleveland can win a championship on his own, and he took them to the championship. I knew he was done, LeBron James, when he took his shirt off and threw it out the crowd and walked out. we never seen him in the jersey at Cleveland um, Cavaliers jersey again. Yeah, I mean, but, but that's the, not necessarily uh, – Jordan, it took him seven years to win a championship. Yeah, exactly. So uh, LeBron, it took a, around the same – I think a couple more years – no, no, I think it took eight years for him to win a championship. So, I mean, this is the natural progression of things, and when it comes to Jordan, Kevin Durant – But Jordan did it all in Chicago. I don't, I don't know – I don't. I don't know why he went to Washington Wizards. I don't know why he did that, but he came back wearing forty five. I thought he was sick. He dropped fifty again when he came back. So yeah, I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't that done. Seemingly, he, he was done. He'd never seen a fifty again. All I'm saying is, Kevin Durant, being who he is and will be if he stays the course, one of the best shooters in the world, if not the top, one of the top three shooters in the world. And I can name the other three, the other two. Jesus Shuttlesworth. Get out of here. And Curry. Steph Curry? Steph Curry. Yeah. 
So for him to leave, the stupid fans need to know that you can change jobs if your if your job is not treating you how you're supposed to be treated. If you're not doing your work at job at your job, you're gonna get fired. It works both ways. But for LeBron James and to harp on this even more, for him to go to I wouldn't have had the one hour press conference, but you see that press conference, you say, Why you had to do it this way? But nobody knows that he donated all that money to the charity and not his charity. Which meaning that money and that tax and all the stuff coming back to him, he donate donated that money to Boys charity. And girls club. Yeah. Yeah. But still, for you not to know that, um, not you this time specifically, but uh for you not for people not to know that you can change jobs because if you don't do your job, you can get fired. Change job if no one putting the work around you or uh, help around you, and we're talking basketball for them to win championships. It's going to be very interesting the next two or three years how the Oklahoma City Thunder as an organization you want to see will them win shape a championship? up. I, I'd love to see Kevin Durant win a championship. I'd love to see the Oklahoma City Thunder win yeah, a championship. Yeah, but Scott Brooks now might be he's, – he's, his seat isn't hot, okay? I mean, it's not like he's going to get fired. They're, they've been the number one or number two seed – Ever since, ever since they moved to Oklahoma City, I understand that. But at some point, Phil Jackson, that you're going to need some guy to maybe take over that that, that, that <laughs> has been there Phil before. Jackson. Yeah. So I mean, Scott Brooks, he got lucky. He got he, their three draft picks worked: Durant, Westbrook, and uh, and James Harden, and then Serge Ibaka. So again, as coaches, Eric Spolster, you have to get lucky to to win anything. It's all about timing, and then your coaching, yes, is there as well, but. Look at Jerry Sloan, one of the best coaches of all time. He had John Stockton and Carl Malone. He never won. He never beat Jordan. So obviously, so does that make him a bad I, coach because he I never thought, won a championship? Absolutely not. No. But nowadays, you need to get even luckier. People don't and, have and patience dodge bullets. that they had back then. Right. Well, I mean, and he was with them for you know, 30, 30 plus, and, 30 plus but years. But they were always a team you thought would, would get there. This, and is, win the year. Yeah. this yeah. is the year. Yeah, this was, is the year. This is the year they beat Jordan, team. and then they were, they were an ass push away on Byron West. Uh, well, who they couldn't Brian get by? Russell. They couldn't get by. I'm talking about Utah when Jerry Sloan was there. They couldn't get by Detroit Pistons. They couldn't get by those guys. They couldn't get by Chicago, the Lakers. And that was but, it. That Chicago. Was it. That was it. They had the Lakers number. They had the Lakers number. That was when Kobe was a rookie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well... well no, that doesn't, that doesn't make him a bad coach at all. I just think... So you know, what I'm saying about Scott Brooks, back to the point, sorry, Ronald, And they had a real good team, Utah. Go ahead. Scott Brooks might not be the answer there in Oklahoma City. He just might not be. Phil Jackson. I mean, if who, there's, if there's any in? time for him to come back, and they have the most raw talent, in my opinion, young raw talent in the NBA. I mean, I, I don't think there's a question about that. All these guys are 25 and under. They play different positions, technically. Um... And it's in a city that, I mean, what's his name? Phil Jackson lives in Idaho or whatever, half the year, Montana. He has a ranch in Montana. So Oklahoma City might be a, like a smaller market team, might be exactly where he wants to go. Let's move on to some football. Yeah, can we just talk about this, please? Yes. Football? Yeah. Football? I'm talking about the Super Bowl, but yeah. Yeah, we don't get to the Super Bowl. We don't get to hold your horses. Don't get your panties in a bunch. Okay. Houston. <laughs> I wore red ones today for the Houston so. Texans. Number one, the St. Louis Rams. Number two, Jacksonville Jaguars. Number three, I'm only, I'm only going to do five. Cleveland, number four, and the Oakland Raiders, number five. Johnny Menzel or Teddy Bridgewater or Jadavion Clowney for the Houston, Texas. Which way do you go if you got that first pick? Jadavion Clowney. So you, you think? 100%. That, Matt Schaub's not a Matt bad quarterback. I, I, don't, I don't think he is at all. University of Virginia, was in Atlanta, he left Atlanta, came there and played well in Houston, uh, had some injuries, had some setbacks. He did throw at one point, I think, 
and eight and yeah. interception for six straight games, yeah. which you cannot do. I don't care who you there are. There were pick sixes for pick four sixes, of them. Pick sixes, yeah. yeah. For, for four of them, they went to the house. That when could you be have, a fix. Okay, so I say Jadavion Clowney for this reason. Number one, I don't believe in Johnny Manziel at all. That's me personally. I know it's I easy he was to say. All on his jock, uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, during the season, he's a great. He he'll probably go down as a top fifteen best college football athletes of uh, football players because he got on the, the offensive Heisman? side. I'm sure. Yeah, his first rookie, so that obviously puts him in the top fifteen. Okay, so that Jadavion Clowney, you you can't really. teach you can't teach six five two sixty five as a defensive end. You can't teach it. It comes around. He'll probably gain some more weight. Either either gain more weight or drop weight if they're going to try and put him as a linebacker, uh, a pass rushing linebacker. Matt Schaub played has played fine. It's never really been him. It's been Arian Foster and Ben Tate that couldn't stay healthy. The key to their season this year: draft Jadavian Clowney and then run split carries for Ben Tate and Arian Foster starting the year. You don't run Arian Foster into the ground and then run Ben, ben Tate into the ground. You run them, the split carries, you give them 15, 18, 20 carries a game like each. Carolina does their running right. backs. Right, but these running backs are better than Carolina's running backs. Uh, I beg different. You think Arian Foster's not as good as D'Angelo Williams? Yeah. Or well, Jonathan you Franklin? Better. You say which one they you are you saying? Better ben or not Tate, as good? Ben Tate could be a 1,300, 1,400 yard rusher if he started somewhere else. I agree with that. I've, I've always said that. But though they have two, D'Angelo Hall, D'Angelo Williams, and um, who's the other guy? Jonathan, uh, John- Jonathan Stewart, Mike Tolbert. Yeah, you telling me those guys are not good? They can't start anywhere. They're not else? as good as Arian Foster and I, Ben Tate. I, I, I don't. Th- I, th- I think Ben Foster. I mean, uh, Arian Foster and Ben Tate are pretty good running backs. I've always said Tate can start anywhere. Right. He could be a starter anywhere in this league. But it's so, what does that th- say about Arian Foster? If you have a starter behind you. What does that say about Aaron Foster? Yeah, that he's better stop, than Ben Tate. No, that's saying <laughs> stop getting hurt. He's only a starter. It sometimes in the league you a starter because some coach like you. It don't matter. You put that Look guy at in there. Look his numbers. Who? When he's healthy, Arian Foster's numbers. When he's healthy, he's still one of the most electric backs right. in the NFL. I, I, I said he was good. I know he's good. Stay on the field, but you have to have two running backs at any team. Right. You have to have two quarterbacks. You have to have. A, a tight end. You have to have a good receiver. He's not staying on the field but because I, they run him into the ground to start the season. Because they think like you. They think he's the greatest thing on uh, on the face of earth as far as running backs go. I, I agree. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't say that for a second. You, you, you should have said it. Look at, exactly look, like that. look at o, o, uh, 08 Greg, to 2011. Had the most carries, most touches, Jonathan most all-purpose Stewart here. Jonathan Stewart and uh, Williams. Weak. Uh, they are good. Why? How you think? That, that was the only thing we talked about in, in Carolina. It wasn't the, quarter, it wasn't the quarterback. It was the running game they had. Then they got a quarterback, and then they wanted to pass. Yeah, how many the ball games time. did they win before Cam Newton? Before Cam, they was running the ball. They have no. They had no defense. Now they got Rivera as a defensive coordinator. Okay. as a head coach. Houston, Jadavian Clowney. I'm answering your question. Jadavian Clowney. Okay, well, don't mention the running backs and all that stuff. Then, but uh, Jonathan Manziel, you don't think? No, I, I like. But at what point are you gonna get a backup quarterback for Matt Shaw? Because you got to have that. Case Keenum. He played fine. He played. I thought better. he played well. Yeah. So but just it, you got to give him more than one chance to get thrown in there in the middle of the season. Him? Yeah. He played some time. well when he was in it. Right. Oh. So I think you have a backup quarterback. Well, they, if that's the route they go, then you take the uh, Jadavion Clowney. You yes. take him. I take him no matter what. But I think the um, the problem with Jacksonville, Jacksonville had no defense, so they need a guy who can get upfield. They didn't have really offense, but they have. Mercedes Lewis, who was yeah. hurt. Ace most Sanders of the time. had a pretty good year last year, coming out of nowhere. The, the running back, who was the um, MJD, uh, who was not going to be, yeah. <laughs> probably not going to be a Jacksonville Jaguar much longer. No, yeah, well, <laughs> no break. Let's say that's how. Uh huh. You like, yeah, Jadavion Clint, no break. Yeah, you said all out. No, no break. I don't know. I got it. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, so the Rams got to take offensive line because they were talking about moving Jake, up. Well, yeah, Jake Matthews, I think yeah. it is. They were talking about moving up. Um, 
to get Jadavion Clown. I'm, I don't know why because they play well. And we talked about the AFC, the NFC West with the Arizona Cardinals should be no less than 10-game win. Do you, but do you take Sammy Watkins that high? Do you take a receiver that high, or do, or do you wait who, just who, because who's say, who's St. St. Louis? No, they, they just got one last year. I understand. Well, they have. I mean, they have Chris Givens, they have Austin Pettis, well, Tavon Austin. They have. I mean, they have six receivers that are okay. Tavon Austin's going to be good. Like he he showed flashes of brilliance this year. I don't think you take. And a the reason why I ask if you take a receiver that high, I know he's not the the second best player on the draft board. But when you have number two and it's somebody else's draft pick, and this is could be a make or break no, for your it's franchise. Now you think no, about, I understand. You think I understand. About the steal. I understand. This was the genius move by you to trade your pick last year so they could get RG three, and now you can't mess this draft up. You, and I've said this: you cannot miss. Uh, you cannot mess this draft up. Your St. Louis. So when you have the number two pick, do you take best available or do you take most needed? And most needed might most be Sammy needed. Watkins. Most needed. It might be a receiver, a number one receiver that you don't have. No, you take. Or a, do you take Teddy Bridgewater? You take um. No, you don't take Teddy Bridgewater. You take um. You take most needed, and you think I don't think it's a receiver when you just said they had. They got four to six receivers over there. And those guys are very serviceable, whether they in the offensive lineup or they on special teams. And by but special you need teams, a number one I'm, I'm receiver. About punt return. That in right? offense, it'd be great to have one. It'd be great, but you can make it. Who's the number one receiver in um, uh, New England? Me. Thank you, thank <laughs> you. But they win football games. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Okay, but okay, but they're to, not the. Patriots. I need to protect my. They're not. The, but I'm saying there's no number one receiver over there. You, they have a lot of underneath routes. Well, and, and they have their pick too in the mid teens, St. Yeah. Louis. So they could take a receiver there. They have. Um, I say take the offensive lineman, protect my quarterback. Uh, the offensive tackle, not just yeah, the yeah, lineman. Tackle. The tackle, take yeah. him. Was was Matthews? Uh, yeah. And then Teddy Bridgewater or Johnny Manziel, regardless. If Cleveland, they have to get a quarterback because they got Benjamin Buttons about four years ago, wasn't it? He was already 29. So they have to take a quarterback. They have to take a quarterback. Benjamin Button? Nice pull. Now, Teddy Bridgewater or uh, Johnny Manziel, whichever one don't get picked can slip way down into the draft. Johnny Manziel, if he goes to Cleveland, you'll never hear from him again. Never. <laughs> nope, you, won't, you might not hear from Teddy Bridgewater. You got Jason Campbell in, in there, so he's a serviceable guy. I know that you need to draft a quarterback. Take Teddy Bridgewater for crying out loud. Take somebody that can throw the ball to Josh Gordon. I don't mind. You have um, to. I don't mind um, Jason. I, I don't mind him teaching Teddy Bridgewater. I don't mind Bridgewater going there, being under him. Well, I'll tell you what. If Jacksonville, if Johnny Manziel's there at three with Jacksonville, they're taking him. That's their new Tim Tebow. That's their Tim Tebow that they, they, they were going to get. They, they didn't want to get last time. It's great weather. There's no expectations on that team. It's perfect for him to go. Now, this might be a thing. Remember Joey Harrington from Oregon got drafted by Detroit when Detroit used to be the black hole of quarterbacks? Mm-hmm. Detroit was the black hole of quarterbacks. Joey Harrington was the best quarterback coming out that year, and we never heard from him again. So Calvin Johnson kind of broke that mold over of uh, high draft picks going to Detroit and making them serviceable, and then Matt Stafford came after I think that Jacksonville, it'll be better situation than Joey Harrington going to Detroit. I know that's an that's an abstract uh, example, but because they have MJD and because their defense isn't atrocious, and they have a couple playmakers, Justin Blackman will be back. I would assume at the start of next year. So if Johnny Manziel goes there. Justin Blackman isn't as much vertical as you know a Josh Gordon or something like that. So I think Johnny Manziel. I think it might be a good spot for him in Jacksonville because there are no expectations. Well, I, I, I agree with that to this point, to this sense. Um, they did want, they did want Tebow. The, uh, T- Tim Tebow, but with all the backlash that came with Tim, Tim Tebow being released out of Denver, being released from uh, the Jets, the Jets um, they didn't want to be that team to say, 
well, we taking everybody's leftovers in. They were trying to build him. I thought he would fit perfect in there when he left, when they got rid of him from uh, Denver. He doesn't fit perfectly anywhere. No, the, they wanted to sell tickets. They had nobody. All right. It was just me and you sitting in that right. stadium. Yep. It, so I thought he would fit perfectly there, being a Florida guy, a, uh, a Gator, go to Jacksonville, find a way to get on the field somehow. He probably won't beat those guys out, but they'll give him a chance like everyone else gave him a chance. So now I, I, it makes sense for a Johnny Manziel to go there. No, but do you think that they're kind of wary now because they drafted Blaine Gabbert, and Blaine Gabbert is the worst quarterback in the NFL right now, and they drafted him really high uh, three years back, I believe? He's not the worst quarterback in the NFL. The Jets might have him. Dino Smith, they they went they went eight and eight this year. Yeah, they defense. That was pretty sure good. Did. Yeah, well, the de- the defense. They beat sure the Patriots. I mean, okay, take come on. <laughs> we're getting the- Blaine Gabbert, he didn't even get on the field. So, so would that make them weary, or do they know the owner looks at Johnny Manziel and sees a cash cow, so you bring him in no matter what, or do you sign Teddy Bridgewater? Do you not draft a quarterback at all? If I sign Teddy, if I sign Teddy, uh, if I draft Teddy Bridgewater, he's my starting quarterback right at the back. Yeah, of I'm course, not, I'm no, not even going to have. I'm not going. When no you get question. these guys, same now, with Johnny Manziel. Any quarterback you draft is going to be there right away. He's starting. I don't, I don't want to have a con- quarterback controversy. Or anything. I don't want to disrupt the team. I want to move forward, uh, even though they have a quarterback there that they drafted. But if I saw, if I draft a quarterback, he is my starting quarterback, and I'm making that known before I even draft him. Now, having said everything that I just said, if Houston were to take Johnny Manziel first, I'm thinking that he's not a starting quarterback. Well, it, it, well, maybe not yet, but. You have Andre Johnson, who's probably got three good years left if he stays healthy. He's a big, big target. DeAndre Hopkins, big, big target. He's just going to be his second year. You have those running backs. You have a solid tight end or two, and you have a good defense already. Is that not a place that's tailor-made for Johnny Manziel to succeed? Yeah, because he can come. He can go there and sit around and All watch he has to do is throw the ball in the air. He has to Eli Manning it up to Plaxico <laughs> for the first couple years until he learns how to play football. But he can also go there and learn behind a veteran quarterback who has some injuries, who has some bad, some some ups and downs, and he can learn from that guy. Uh, Matt Schaub's downs, he can learn from that guy. Say, this is football. This and it's is Houston. It's, it's home. And it's, it's and Texas. It's home. It's and Texas. It's home. So, but sometimes a guy like him may need to get away. Yeah, may need to I get mean, away. I just don't see Manziel as a leader. I don't see anybody following him. I don't see him as a leader unless he's winning football games. I just don't see him as that guy. Let's move on real quick and get this SB ten sixty two. Um, we talked about it. We, Phew. Had to, we had to have it in there. We, no, I was, we that was time. a relief. That was a relief sound. You got to use the bathroom? No. Uh, okay. Um, SB 1062, which is, um, oh my goodness, just a bunch of nonsense, exercise of religion, state action. Uh, that's the reference title of the state of Arizona Senate, 51st legislation, second regular session. A law, I didn't think, I don't think Jan Brule signed it, but either way, it goes into effect as far as a law, which states that I can refuse service to anyone I want to, and it's getting to the point to the 60s, but let me finish up what I'm saying. Homosexuals or gay, however they want to phrase it, or religion, it would be the next thing. And I bring, we bring this up because the Super Bowl is here. What happens when this all takes place? And this is, this is imminent. This is right in front of us. This is right now. How do you bring Super Bowls and dif- different events here when you have a law like that? We've already— The, the law got vetoed, I know, so it doesn't— Yeah, but the Arizona can adopt it. The, Arizona, the state of Arizona can adopt it. it I know, but it was a, vetoed. Right. But how do you bring—knowing that that's what it wanted to happen? You know why it was vetoed? Let the Super Bowl be— uh, let it be last year or let it be five years down the road. I, I would like to see how it happened because I think everything's financial. I think we already, we already have 
the stop and frisk. We already have the 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 Mexican situation uh, that they make in a situation. I, I don't think you can stop and frisk anybody because of how they look. We already have that. What do you think is next? What's coming up next that even if you can bring this up to Congress, even that this bill comes up, even the fact that someone sat around a table and thought of this, that we should be we should have the right to refuse service to homosexuals, gays, whomever, whatever you want to call um, somebody. Based you on don't, a religious yeah, views. Or- yeah, whatever you don't like, whatever you don't call somebody you don't like, we have the right. But how do you how do you defend that? How do you sit at the table and think of that? I, I, I don't know. Uh, first, I'm, I'm going to continue to say the Jan Brewers now look like a, a savior. She's not a savior fact, at all. This she is like, look saying, like that. This is like saying, here, this is a bill on your desk. Uh, gallons of gas are going to cost $100,000 from now on. What do you think? What do you think? Uh, no. Oh, my God. She's a genius. That's fantastic. This is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen as a human being. Can I say something real quick? No. I think she didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Well, thanks for asking me. Okay. It was, just, it was rhetorical, <laughs> so it really didn't matter. Look, no, real quick. I think she didn't sign it because she know it would still get to the, to the, the state. I don't think that the Super Bowl had anything to do with it. Absolutely. I think, well, what I'm, well the timing of when it was vetoed, yes, had to do with the Super Bowl. Because she had until Saturday, uh, Saturday afternoon to make a decision. After all these talks of the Super Bowl coming out, that I know that this bill is so much more important than the Super Bowl in the grand scheme of human rights and everything in that regard. I understand that. In Arizona, you're right, it is all about money. Glendale needs a boost. And if they were to mess this up, it would cost, I mean, it'd be, it'd be millions and, and millions and millions and millions of dollars that would be lost for Arizona and then... Thousands of jobs. So the thing with Jim, like this, this even coming up and, and some of the people that, that were behind uh, adopting this bill at first were, were telling Jim, please veto this, please veto this because they realize how ridiculous this is. Arizona is now the laughingstock of the United States. I would, and, say, and I would say one of the states, one of the top okay, states. Okay, okay, one of the top, one of the top ones laughing is, stocks. is, is yeah. in the running for the blue ribbon, for, the, for one of the <laughs> laughing. It's absolutely out of control what's happening. Um, and and the, I'm and just the, happy that hopefully this, it's not going to go away right away. Like, we don't think anything will go away ever. Have you heard Richie Incognito, Richie Incognito's name in a week? I haven't. We, oh, that's all we talked about for a month. Yeah. So it's slowly but surely, this will... This will dissipate, absolutely. But it's going to take a little bit longer. This is not, to dissipate. this is never as long as this is a state. This is never going away because anything come up similar to it, it that's going to be brought up. We, we're talking about the stop and frisk. Oh, just that cause, is just because I want Sheriff to, Joe, baby. But just because I want to, this is not even the United States state. This is Mexico, and they want it back, and they're going to get it back. If I was them, I'd be smart. Send everybody over here. Let's get our state back. Let's get our land back. You look, look at every name of the streets here, and from here to Mexico, to New Mexico, to Texas, to California, these are Spanish names of the, of the streets we, are, we live on. So for them to bamboozle the state anyway and then tell people they can't come over here, well, we shouldn't go anywhere. We, if, if no one can come here and become the so-called American dream, then we should not leave this country. As Americans, I'm still mad at some of the um, African people that I, I know. There is not another race of people that would leave their people in a country that they don't want to be. They didn't come get us or me. There is not another country. So that this is the only race of people that leave their their people somewhere. Cool. And you talking about this is Jan and Brewer, This is dissipate. This is never going to dissipate. This is Arizona. We still this every, bill and this every thing, year something this comes up. Something comes up that's. Takes us back to the 60s. Oh, I'm moving back to California. 
I don't want to deal with this. I'm stuff moving anymore. to California as well, but because I don't, because I'm a fair person, I don't like nonsense. I don't like this. You better get in. You better get in the La Jolla zip code so you can play Tory Pines for forty two bucks. It's seventy five dollars now. It is. It's seventy five now for residents. Yes, yeah, seventy five. But it's better than sucks. the three hundred something. Yeah, whatever it is. I, but you know what? <laughs> we are running out of time. But I do want to talk about this more. I don't want to make it a big political thing about it. But I want to talk about it as far as it's nonsense. It's nonsense, and you shouldn't. What country are you living in where you don't want other people in your country? Then we, as the United States or Americans, shouldn't go to other countries. It's just crazy to me, and I don't even know how to really explain or express my anger about it because it's just it's just nonsense. Oh man, time's up. Shut up. Damn it. <laughs> you want to time, mother? You want to get back to it? You want to get to it so fast? But you know what? We're going to start with that. I want to talk about the ramifications with the Super Bowl. You start. Stuff. You start with that uh, tomorrow. Then okay. Okay. We'll do it. Quantum of Sports Talk. Alex Clancy. We out of time. for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.